Hi there. Welcome to the Purpose Preacher Podcast. My name is Dr. Samuel Ekondaya, the Purpose Preacher. This podcast is geared towards helping you discover your life's purpose so you can maximize your potential. Come with me and let's get to the next episode. And once again, we are going to be talking about the key to greatness, God's way. There are many ways people view greatness. There are many ways the world sees greatness. But we are going to particularly look at God's way of seeing greatness. And hopefully that will help you and I not to be great in the way of the world or in our own way, but be great the way God expects us to be great. Uh, I remember some years ago, uh, the late Rehad Bunky, Evangelist Rehad Bunky, shared this story with us. He said there was a time he was preaching in Africa a long time ago. And he was done preaching and a young man came to him and said, Evangelist Rehad, I want to be like you when I grow up. I want to I do the things you do. I want to do all the miracles you do. I want to talk like you. <laughs> I want to be able to do crusades like you. And of course, Rehabanki, not wanting to discourage the young man, said to the man, said, absolutely, you can. You can be all that, you know, <laughs> you can be like me and even be greater than me. But are you ready to go through the things that I have gone through? <laughs> are you ready to submit yourself to God the way I've submitted myself to God? Are you ready to pass through some of the tough things that I've been through? Are you ready, you know, not just to see, you know, greatness on the outside, but what greatness actually takes on the inside? Are you, ex are you ready to experience all of that? <laughs> and I think uh, the, young man, the young man laughed and um, probably didn't understand. I said, yes, I'm ready. And this reminds me of a particular story, a particular story in the Bible, in the book of Matthew chapter 20. The mother of, of Jesus' two disciples came to Jesus and said, I want my children to be great. In fact, in the kingdom, I want one of them to sit on your left and the other one to sit on your right. What a loving mother. <laughs> you know, well, something you know, great and loving mothers would do. You know, I want one to sit on your left. I want the other one to sit on your right. And Jesus' response is worth studying. I'm going to quickly look at the scripture, Matthew chapter 20. And listen to what Jesus said in verse 22 of that scripture. Jesus said, you don't know what you are asking. And I, I feel like if, if I pray for you right now, and I say, in the name of Jesus, you will be great. You know, um, you know nothing short of greatness is your portion. In the name of Jesus, I'm sure you would wholeheartedly say amen, you know, amen, with, with, and, and amen, and absolutely. But whoever prays such a prayer should understand how God sees greatness so that you understand what you would what would then happen in your life after your amen. <laughs> after your amen. So you don't just say amen for the excitement of greatness because there is something about greatness that most people are not aware of. Mo what most people see are the fruits of greatness. But many people do not see the sacrifice of greatness. You didn't catch that. Let me say that again. What most of us see that helps us to admire greatness 
are the fruits, the results, the byproducts of greatness. But the planting, the suffering, the sacrifice of greatness, many people do not see. In fact, many of the people that we call great in history and in the world, maybe today and in the past, are people that we only get to hear about the fruits of their greatness, the, the result of their greatness. Nobody was there when they were making the sacrifices of greatness. Nobody was there when these people had nothing to eat. Nobody was there when they were burning the midnight oil. Nobody was there when no one knew them. I saw the, the photo of Apostle Joshua Selman the other day where he was so lean and <laughs> he was a young man. Then That must have been maybe decades ago or years ago. And the man was so lean. Maybe those were the days of, you know, some hundred days fast, you know, on Waterloo or whatever, you know. But nobody saw those. Now everybody's, hey, Apostle I want to be like Apostle Joshua Selman. I want to be like him. That's why Jesus told the mother of James and John. Uh, 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 you know, um, um, yeah, it was, I think it was Peter, Peter and, and, and James there about, you know, the Zebedee's sons. And he, he told them, he said, you don't, he told her, he said, you don't know what you are asking. Next time you ask God, Lord, make me great. I pray that this message will open your eyes to the to the implications of your prayer <laughs> and by no means i'm not saying never pray to god to be great of course everybody in this listen to this right now you have a desire to be great if you don't have a desire to be great something is wrong with you but i just want you through this you know through this message open your eyes to what you're asking for and maybe that will help you to desire greatness in a different way not just desire the fruits of greatness, but desire also the sacrifice of greatness. So Jesus said, you don't know what you are asking. <laughs> and Jesus asked the two sons, he said, can you drink the cup I am going to drink? In other words, can you go through the things that I would have to go through for me to be great? <laughs> Do you know that there is a process for greatness, it's just like when you see gold and you see 24 karat gold in the in the shop, you know, and you see it shining and glittering and glowing and massively, you know, awesome in all of its aura and all of its glories. You know, it's easy to say, oh, that's the gold I want. That's the gold I like. Oh, that's the one that uh, so, so, so is wearing. That's the one I want to wear, you know, until you ask, until you get to find out what it took that gold to be what it is that is that admirable the very first time somebody picked up that gold probably only that person realized it was gold because it takes a trained eye to see gold in the rough and recognize that it's gold in other words your great greatness is already inside of you right now but what it takes to come out is what we're about to share now so you are a great person however are we going to see the fruits of greatness inside of you Will you allow the seed of greatness inside of you go through the refineries of life so that it births your gold? The Bible says, when, I, you know, when, you, when I've been tried, I will come forth as fine gold. There is an element of trial in greatness. But when people hear that, they don't want that. Why? Ah, people want shortcuts and they want to fast track greatness. <laughs> Can you write this down for me? You cannot fast-track greatness. Greatness cannot be fast-tracked. 
Help me, help me put it on your social media. <laughs> Nobody can fast track greatness. The same way you cannot fast track gold from being pure, you cannot fast track greatness. You can't, you can't, there's no shortcut to greatness. You have to take the uh, uh, um, staircase. You cannot take the elevator or the lift to greatness. You must take the staircase. Every single person that you see that is great today in our world, they did something. And those are the things that I want to show you today. So Jesus asked them, said, can you drink the cup I am going to drink? And they answered already, like most of us. <laughs> when they pray for you, ah, you're going to be great. Amen. <laughs> They answered and said, yeah, we can, we can. That's verse 22, verse 23. Jesus now said to them, you indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right hand or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those whom, ha whom they have been prepared by my father. Okay, but look at verse 24. He said, when the ten had this, when the rest of the people had this, ah, hey, Jesus, you, you, this cannot just be for these guys alone. No, the, the sons of Zebedee cannot be the ones that only want to be great. We too want to be great too. <laughs> so let us, let, let's, let, tell us whatever it is you are telling them. Look at verse 25. He said, Jesus called them together. Okay, in other words, anyone can be great. All of you listening can be great. I will be great. You will be great. But there is a price to pay. Listen, he says, you know that the rulers of these Gentiles lord greatness over, over people and their high officials exercise authority over them. He says, not so with you. This greatness you're asking for is not about uh, power, fame, wealth, and all of those things. He says, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. Hey. That is against everything the world teaches. What we see as greatness is somebody dominating people, lording, you know, his power and authority over people. But in the kingdom of God, greatness is service. Greatness is coming down low to serve people. Normally, people estimate greatness by how much or how many people are serving you and are waiting on you, you know, how many servants you have, how many people that, you know, are your, I don't know, are your mentees or <laughs> are your disciples. But Jesus is saying that, no, 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 in the kingdom of God, greatness is measured by how you serve and honor others. I was listening to John Maxwell the other day. He said he attended a program by the great Zig Ziglar, who is late now that Zig Ziglar was going to speak that day and he arrived three hours early so he could sit in the front and listen to everything Zig Ziglar would have to say. But he said of all Zig Ziglar said that day or that night, one thing stood out to him. And that one thing was that Zig Ziglar said that you can have anything you want in life as long as you will help as many people have what they want. Let me say that again. You can have anything you want in life as long as you can help other people, many people, have what they want. In other words, it is your service that helps you to deserve greatness. You don't deserve anything until you have served. That is why you cannot spell deserve until you 
until you spell serve. Serve is inside of deserve. We live in a very entitled generation. I was teaching my boys recently, we were talking about entitlement. You know, why people are entitled and all of that. You know, so many young people in our generation, they are so entitled. One of my, um, my very good friend, Dr. Nii Bore, told me about a young lady of 22 years old that he recently sacked uh, from his place of work, um, you know, from his business. And this lady will come to work and be watching movies at work. <laughs> Can you imagine? And they will, and of course, the boss sometimes will see him and say, ah, excuse, so, 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 why are you watching movies at work? The lady will say, because I have nothing to do. What? So, so you're supposed to watch movies at work and you're supposed to listen to your boss. You're supposed to argue with your boss. Even if you're going to watch movies at work, should you not hide it from your boss, from the owner of the business? But she was so entitled. She will come to work late and all of that. At the end of the day, they had to fire her, all right, because she was so entitled. Listen, greatness doesn't come by entitlement. Even if you're born into the royal family, there is no guarantee that you're going to be great. Because the way God sees greatness is that there is a price you must pay. And that price is coming down low from your high horse to serve other people. You can have anything you want in life as long as you will help as many people as possible have what they want as well. In other words, you cannot get anything in life if you have not yet earned it by serving other people. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me read how I like to say it. Whatever you seek in the form of reward in life, you must first earn in the form of service to other people. No wonder God gave us a formula for greatness in Genesis chapter 1. In the very first beginning, he says, be fruitful. In other words, be productive. Produce something. Multiply that thing, right? And now duplicate it duplicate it in other words serve as many people as possible it is then that you then have dominion the problem with the world is we want dominion first and then we believe that as well as well we have dominion we are big enough then to now serve a lot of people no it starts with one person at a time. You serve one person. That one person is served well. They like what they like your service. They tell somebody else. You serve them again. They like your service. You serve them again. You, and they bring another person, and then it becomes five, and then it becomes ten. That's literally, and all of that is taking time. There is no shortcut to greatness. No shortcut to greatness. Jesus literally said almost the same statement he told his disciples in that Matthew chapter 20. In Matthew chapter 23 as well, verse 11, he says, The greatest among you <laughs> shall be your servant. Why is that statement so powerful and important? If you want to be great, you must find your own way of serving. Especially in using your gifts. In using what God has given to you, you must find a way to pr be productive with it and serve something, create something with it and serve something to other people. So whether you are, a, 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 God has given you the gift of singing, whether God has given you this gift of writing, what are you, before you start even charging people for what you deliver, how are you serving people with what you have on a free because the problem with our generation is we want to reverse, we want to reverse it. We want to start from earning. You know, I was listening to someone saying recently that, you know, one of his mentors, um, you know, um, at, a point, at a point in time, he had wanted somebody to mentor him. And the mentor admired one of his gifts. And the mentor asked him to do something. 
And interestingly, this guy, you know, um, said he did that thing and the mentor was trying to pay him and he kept on rejecting it, kept on rejecting it, kept on rejecting it. And he was just doing that out of respect and honor for some of the things he had been taught for a long time. Unknown to him, I think later on, she said, he said he, didn't, he refused the payment. I think about two years later or so, that mentor one day just gave him a check. I can't remember, of, you know, it was in Nigeria, of maybe, I don't know, 1 million naira, 10 million naira. He said he was blown away. And at that time, it, was, it wasn't like, he didn't do anything specifically for the mentor. But all the value he had been adding to the, lives of, to the life of the mentor culminated to a place where willingly from the heart of the mentor, not paying for his service, how many people have ruined their own greatness, ruined their own, you know, uh, uh, by, 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 by seeking early gratification first? And this is what Jesus is trying to say here, that you must learn to deny gratification. If you're going to be great, you must learn to pay the price. There's a price to pay. And I always say this, listen to this. I always say that when it comes to greatness, the price to pay, you must pay it in advance. So it's like greatness is going to come in the next five years, for instance, right? The price you have to pay for greatness, you must start paying it now. Even if you see nothing, you still must continue to pay it. If you say, oh, I'll wait till the day I'm able to see, you know, at least some glimpse that I will be great, then I'll start paying the price. Mm -mm -mm. You'll, be <laughs> you'll be surprised, you'll be a mediocre in life. You must pay the price of greatness in advance. I want you to help me write that down. You must pay the price of greatness in advance. I've shared my story many, many times to the glory of God. This, you know, um, you know, recently, uh, just today, actually, one of my mentees sent me a video of a poster that was done in Nigeria for, you know, for a program that will be speaking in. And that mentee quickly took a video, sent it to me and said, Dr. Sam, I saw your, 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 um, I saw a poster and you, you know, it says you are coming in Nigeria to speak. Are you coming to Nigeria live? Uh, if you are coming to Nigeria, I don't, I don't want to miss you. And I, you know, laughed and I said, Oh, um, you know, my beloved, you know, so I'm, I'm not coming to Nigeria. I will be speaking virtually and to the glory of God, of course. Um, you know, I didn't know that the, the event was that publicized or anything like that, but I didn't get here by just admiring and wish, wishing. No, I didn't get to a place where people will pay for my ticket. I was in Australia last week, you know, and people will pay for my ticket, pay for my accommodation to come and speak, you know, in, in, in a jiffy. It didn't happen in one minute. It didn't happen in one month. It didn't happen in two months. The problem with you is that after one month, you give up. After two months, you give up. After three months, you give up. I said, because I'm listening, it's not working. No, but I don't even know if it's my calling. I don't even know if it's my gift. If you have that kind of mentality, you will never be great. You will never be great. You must be that sort of person who persists, who is consistent in whatever it is that they are serving the world with. Whatever it is that God has given you to serve the world with, you must persist in it. You must be consistent in it. You must be seen at it every day and night. There's this example I always give. And it's an example of if you go to a shop today and they told you in that shop they, they, sell, they sell shoes, all right? So you go to the shop today, they sell shoes and you happen to buy shoes today and you bring another friend of yours. The next day you, you went there, they are closed. They are not there. Or all of a sudden they are selling onions. Would you take them seriously? <laughs> maybe you, you would think on the first day, maybe you think it's a mistake. And then you go there again the next time again. They are now selling, <laughs> they are selling garlic or they are, <laughs> or they are selling pepper. You'll be like, guys, <laughs> are you all right? You know, because they are not trustworthy. 
Nobody trusts someone who is not ready to pay the price to be there, who is available, who is showing up consistently. That's why I always say that availability sometimes is bigger and better than ability. Amen. Jesus said, the greatest among you shall be your servant. Let me ask you a question. What is service? What does it mean to be a servant? To be a servant, we can see it in that verse 12 of that Matthew chapter 23. It says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And whoever humbles himself will be exalted. To be a servant is to humble yourself, to serve. I used to be a waiter at a restaurant. <laughs> Some of you will not believe this. But I, 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 I was. I've served. I have actually been a waiter at a restaurant at least three times in my life. Uh, once in Singapore, twice in Singapore. One, um, twice in New Zealand. Four times, actually. Four. I've been a waiter in a restaurant. And I understand what waiting on people really means. You know, is it serving them? And they will tell you, oh, no, I don't like that one. I want this one instead. And you go and you must have a smile on your face. Absolutely. You must have a smile on your face and you go get the one that they want. Oh, there is a dirt on this plate. You go and clean it up. And when they are done, you pack the plate again with a smile on your face. I remember when I was working at a Malaysian restaurant as a waiter. You know, one of the reasons why the customer of the lady really liked me was because I was always smiling. <laughs> Come what me, I was always smiling. You know, I'm a very happy person, always very jovial person. And I remember when I told the owner of the restaurant I was leaving, <laughs> she, she was not happy with me at all. She was, but guess what? I went back there a few years after. I can't remember how many years after. I think I took my wife or I think I took my colleagues or something like that. No, I think I took my colleagues the first time and then I took my wife. Do you know this lady never forgot me? She remembered that this boy always had a smile on her face. And I think she told my colleagues or maybe probably told my wife, you know, they no, nobody can forget someone who serves. Oh, did you get that? No one can forget someone who serves. They can forget you if you just one of those people who always take, 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 take. In fact, people don't want to be around you. <laughs> If you are a taker, if you are the one that you are, you are the one that will collect today, collect tomorrow like a collector. <laughs> but if you are a giver, if you are if you are someone who serves, who pays the price, who humbles yourself, you cannot be easily forgotten. Did you catch that? A life of service is a life of legacy. It's a life of true legacy. It's a life that is never forgotten. You know. So, you know the the word servant. In the Greek word, that Greek word, the, the Greek word servant is the word diakonos, which is the word deacon, the deacon in English. Every time in the church when we see deacons, right, we, we, we look at them very highly. You know, highly placed people. Um, you know, ah, deacon, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> deacon, ma, yes, ma. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but the truth is this. The way God sees diakonos, the deacon, is as a servant as a servant who serves and honors other people I, I i wrote down about a few a few descriptions here number one a servant or a diac or diaconos is someone who renders service to another let me ask you a question what service are you currently rendering right now i'm about to say ah i don't have a lot of money i'm a student what service can i be rendering Ah, this is a season in my life where I've got to be receiving and receiving and people just begin. <laughs> if you have not woken up to a life of service, you'll be too late in the school of greatness. Let me say that again. 
if you are too late to awaken to a life of service, you will be late in the school of greatness. You will be a mediocre in the school of greatness. People who, are, who encounter greatness early are people who have understood the place of service and paying the price early. Let me say that again. People who encounter greatness early in life are people who understood service very early. They understood that they, whatever it is that they seek in the form of reward, they have to earn it in the form of service. So they put service first. Where other people are looking for reward, hey, let somebody pay me, let somebody buy me this. They, they are looking at where they will plug their service. Plug their service. Plug their service. So young, person, young people listening to me right now watching this, eh, ask yourself this question. Where, where, where can I serve? Who can I serve? What can I serve with? Let me say that again. Where can I serve? Who can I serve? Eh? What can I serve with? Where can I serve? Who can I serve? What can I serve with? Those three things. Go and write it down and give yourself an assignment and spend some time on those three questions. And now begin to... God will bring you away the people to serve. All right, and when I say serve, you don't need to you don't need to 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 think of it like you know what do you have, you know some some young people came to me the other day they want to volunteer for me and I'm asking them what's your skill what skill do you have what do you have see even the greatest of men have has a need God Himself has a need in every generation there is a need you know I'm going to write a book I'm writing another I'm writing a book right now entitled uh, you are the government after that book I'm writing another one titled the questions God is asking the questions God is still asking one of those questions is whom shall I send <laughs> in every generation God is always asking that question whom shall I send whom shall I send whom shall I send and he's looking for that person in the generation who will say lord here I am send me here I am send me so God is asking whom shall I send Will you plug yourself through service? Will you plug yourself? Who can you serve? With what can you serve? And where can you serve? Some people go to church just to be served. Ah, brother Jeremiah, sister Esther, that's a wrong motive. It's a wrong mindset. Don't go to church to be served. That's why some people, they only want to attend church online. <laughs> I mean, in these days, we just attend it online. I mean, why, why is it online if, if, if they are not expecting us to watch it online? <laughs> ah, Sister Esther, can I tell you the truth? If you continue that way, you will never be great. It's not a curse. It's not a curse. You're just waiting to be served. Why don't you go there? And plug in into service. Plant yourself. Be the first to get there. Be the last to leave. Why don't you get there and do something that other do something for people? All right. Why don't you serve the kids? Why don't you serve the teenagers? Why don't you serve the youth? Why don't you serve your pastor? Why don't you be in the ushering team as well and serve alongside as you also are being served and listening to the message? Why being selfish? Why not pay the price to help somebody as well? I hope this is helping someone. Number two, diakonos is an attendant to another's need. Listen to this. If you are not meeting a need in life, you will never be great. Young people, are you listening to me? What need are you meeting with your life? What need, what need can you meet 
Is there a need that a specific set of people have? By the way, if you missed the last series we did on understanding your calling, please go and watch those series. If you don't know what your calling is yet, you know, or you are trusting God for your purpose, go and watch that, those two, two episodes, right? We did on understanding your calling. It expose your mind to the needs that you can serve. There's a need in your community right now. There's a need in your church. There's a need where you are that you can plug into and begin to serve. An attendant to another's need. That reminds me of when I was a waiter. You wait there, waiting for them to tell you what they want. You wait there, waiting for them to finish eating. And you pack the plate. An attendant to someone's need. Number, number two. One, number three, sorry. One who is a servant. I know if I pray for you, for instance, I say, ah, you'll be a servant. You say, hey, God forbid. Nobody will say amen. <laughs> Nobody will say amen. Am, am I correct? Would you say amen if I pray for you now? Ah, may you be a servant in the name of Jesus. Hey, no, 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 no. Some people even quote scripture back and say, ah, the Bible says I have seen servants or nurses. <laughs> you know, because nobody wants to be. But the truth is, that's what you've got to be for you to be great. You've got to be a servant. You've got to be a servant. You've got to be a servant. Jesus said something in verse 28 of Matthew chapter 20 that is very significant. And we're going to close this particular episode with this one. And next week I'll share with you a few more. He said, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus himself was saying that, like, I'm a son of God, but still, I have come here not to be served. I came to serve and to give my life. Do you have, somebody said, I can't remember the name of the person that said this. He said, a man that has found what to live for is also a man that has found what to die for. <laughs> If you, don't, if you haven't found what to live and die for, you're not yet living. What are you? Who are, who are the people that you're giving your life for? What need are you meeting? Number, number, number four, one is having someone who executes a commission. Execute, what commission are you executing? What mission are you serving? What purpose is your life serving? What calling is your life? Because if you're not serving a commission, if you're not serving a mission, if you're not serving a purpose, you are not yet alive. You are not yet living. And greatness is very far from you. Anyone who will say that I'm on the path of greatness is someone who has found themselves in the service of a commission, in the service of a calling, in the service of their life's purpose, in the service of their God. In the service of people, a specific set of people with a need. Or in the service of their generation. The Bible t tells us about David in Acts chapter 13 verse 36. It says, for David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God. Another one says, after he had served the purpose of God in his generation, he died. And was laid unto his father. Please don't die until you have served. <laughs> it's a waste of life to die and not be served. I love how TPT put it. TPT said, For after he passionately served God's purpose for his generation, he died. <laughs> May that be my story. That it will be said of me that I passionately served God's purpose in my generation. 
it will be said of me that I passionately serve God's purpose in my generation. Let me let me read for you the remaining three that I have. All right, on on who a servant is, and then we close next week. I'll be sharing with you um, 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 twelve ways to serve, twelve key ways to serve. That would, in case maybe you're wondering, you, you've been asking those three questions and you don't have the answer to, and you're struggling. Those twelve key ways to serve will really help you, and I will show you some more examples of service and how it leads to greatness, and how you two can plug in into those examples. But let me finish this: a servant is a servitor or a devoted follower. Do you have anyone, of course, that you serve? That you, the Bible says, Elisha poured water. On the hands of Elijah. Are you a devoted follower of God, obviously, and then of the man that he has put you under? Do you have people you are accountable to? Or are you just a loner? <laughs> Me, myself, and I. <laughs> Next one. A servant is someone who runs errands. Ah, there are some people, they are just 20 something years old, but you cannot send them on anything. Mm -mm -mm -mm. They will disappear first. But before you say, eh, Jeremiah, where are you? Eh, Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah has escaped by the window. Because Jeremiah does not want to serve. They don't want to run errands. They feel like errands are for low people. But remember, it is those who humble themselves that God will lift. And lastly, a servant is someone who waits at the table. Thank God I've been a waiter before, so I understand what this means. Who waits? You wait. You wait. You wait. It takes patience to wait. It takes resilience to wait. It takes perseverance to wait. It it takes patience, like extraordinary patience to wait. It takes delayed gratification to wait. To wait. And the thing about waiting, especially waiting on God, is that your strength is renewed. It sounds counterintuitive. How does waiting, you know, leads to strength renewal? Or mounting up with wings. <laughs> or walking and not fainting. Or running. How, how? How? I'll tell you more next week. I'll tell you more next week. But before I go, I want to tell you another analogy. Let me close my notes and then we'll finish. Okay. The late Dr. Miles Monroe, one day I was listening to him. And he said this, he said, don't seek success. He said, if you want to be successful, don't seek success. If you want to be great, don't seek success. Ah. He said, seek to become a person of value. Ah. I listened to that message. That first sentence, it drew me in to the rest of the message because, <laughs> because that statement alone was very, you know, those things that scatter your brain. Don't seek success. You want to be successful, don't seek success. That doesn't sound right. But he was right. Then he explained that to become a person of value is to serve people. Is to give value. Nobody goes to the mango tree because the mango tree is beautiful. We go to the mango tree because of the fruits on the mango tree. It's because of what the mango tree serves that helps us to grow to the mango tree. That's what makes the mango tree valuable. The very same way, if you want to be great, don't seek greatness. Don't keep pursuing greatness. Don't, you know, ow, you know. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Make sure that you plug yourself into service. Be that person that is always there, 
always serving, always giving. Two things I'm going to share with you next week that will really help you. How do you become a person of value through service? How? What are the ways? What are the principles? Principles. Principles. Principles of greatness. And then I will share with you 12 ways to serve. And I believe that this would help you and help you become a better person. And I hope that this episode as well has blessed you. If it has, do me a favor. Like this video so that other people will see it. And also, do me a favor. Make sure you subscribe to this channel if you haven't subscribed already. And share this message with as many people as possible. If you know any young person who needs to hear this message, please share this link with them. It will really bless them. And they will thank you for it. All right. God bless you. Let me pray with you. Father, I thank you for this wonderful brother and sister of mine who have watched this. And maybe this has convicted them in a way. Or this has reminded them of their path to greatness. Or maybe it's something new that they hear. And as a result, they are, they are inspired by it. Lord, I ask that your Holy Spirit would help them to not just be hearers alone, but to be doers of your word. To take this word and do something with it so that there will be fruits in their lives. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. In the next two weeks, after we finish this series on, uh, um, on, on um, the key to greatness, I will be doing uh, a Q&A by God's grace. So in two weeks' time, not the next next week I'll finish up on this and then I'll do a Q&A. And that Q&A will be all based on everything I've shared over the last eight weeks. So we've talked about um, how to get your prayers answered quickly. We've talked about understanding your calling. We've talked about redefining success. We've talked about... Um, 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 and now we're talking about the keys to greatness. So over the last eight to 10 weeks, all right, we've shared a lot of topics. So if you have any question and you're needing clarity, by the grace of God, um, in the next two weeks, come live, uh, join me live, bring all your questions, even if they are not related to those topics, but preferably if they're related to those topics. Or you could also send me your questions in advance, all right? If you, if you, if you find me on social media, you can um, send, send us uh, your question or you email the question to info at samuellekundao.com. Info at samuellekundao.com. Any question you have along the lines of all I've taught so far, uh, just you can start emailing those questions right away, all right? And we'll collate those questions and make sure that they are answered during the Q&A live session by the grace of God, all right? Hey, I hope this episode was a blessing to you. If it has blessed you, please do share with your friends and family. If this is your first time on the Purpose Preacher podcast, kindly subscribe so you never get to miss another episode. I want you to read the show notes for this episode as well so you get to find out the steps you can take to literally take action on this episode that you've listened to. I believe this has been a blessing to you. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.